1: Plushcare.com slash loss The scene was different back then. All the adult clubs were mob-controlled. It all flowed up to some guy named Maddie the Horse. Honestly, the mob guys never bothered me. They were cool and I liked how they dressed. They wore custom-made suits. And they went to hairstylists, not barbers. These guys wouldn't even let you touch their hair when you were fucking them. <laughs> not that I ever fucked them. Because I never turned tricks. Well except for one time i took a job from this woman named madame blanche she controlled all the high dollar prostitutes back then she was like the internet you could get anything you wanted and all the powerful men came to her because she never talked she set me up with a department store magnet who wanted a black girl dressed like a maid i thought i could do it but when i got to his whole hotel room he wanted to spank me with a real belt so that was it for me i was done but Madame Blanche set my best friend Vicky up with the president every time he came to New York, and don't you dare write his name because I can't afford the lawyers. But he would spend an hour with her. He'd send her a car to pick up, pick her up, bring her to his hotel room, put a secret service agent in the front of the door, and get this—all he ever did was eat her pussy. <laughs> This week's bad bitch quote comes from none other than the incredible former stripper named Tankeray, who was taken over the Humans of New York Facebook account, Instagram account, and, yeah, has stolen the hearts of many. She's got stories that you would not believe, a past that is incredible, so I highly suggest that you check it out if you have not seen it. Um, She is this glamorous, elderly black woman, and she really just stole my heart. Y'all, this week, I'm going to be doing something a little bit different. As we all know, it is Thanksgiving, so happy birthday to Jesus. And what I wanted to do is just really capture the essence of Thanksgiving. What does that mean? The coming together of family and friends. The eventual genocide of Native Americans. Um, fighting. And I think we're going to end up fighting. <laughs> um, so this week, I just wanted to... Take a look back at all of the epic fights that I felt have happened in reality TV this year. I have pulled clips from everywhere from Bravo to Married at First Sight, Love After Lockup, 90 Day Fiancé, all the hits. Please check it out. Here we go. Meet Jamie and Elizabeth. Jamie and Elizabeth come from a little show on Lifetime called Married at First Sight y'all married at first sight is incredible it's exactly what you think it is people literally do not meet each other until they are walking down the aisle and it's just like a gosh i think it's like a four or six week experiment of them living together working things out doing these challenges and at the end of the trial period they can decide whether or not they want to stay married or if they want to get a divorce because they actually get legally married. So yeah, check it out if you have not. I believe the next season starts on in January. Um, so there are usually like three or four couples that we meet. And this one I'm going to talk about is Jamie and Elizabeth. A little bit about them. Elizabeth is a fiery kind of daddy's girl spoiled loud ultimately he has a good heart but you know was a little bit kind of she likes attention we'll just say that <laughs> Jamie is a man who I think we all know he's very much like a not a bro he's more of like like a golf dude if that makes sense kind of like he's he's in finance he's like you know, he seems like he really loves to go to like a like a microbrewery. Like really loves IPAs, really loves to like grill that kind of thing. His body shape can be best described as like <clears throat> um I didn't I'm not recognizing the fact that I gained 30 pounds in the past few years and I'm still Wearing that size clothing. Um, His personality can be described as like. You know like. Like a slightly mildewed sponge. He's not really bringing a lot to the table. Despite thinking that he does. Um, So basically. A month into their whirlwind romance. They decide to take to the apartment courtyard. And really take a trip down memory lane. In the past. Four weeks of them knowing and being married to one another. They have been the couple of the last season that was like the most contentious. They fought a lot. um, They fought hard. But this situation really came to a head that night. So... They're looking through, you know, they're having champagne, romantic picnic, whatever. They're looking through the wedding album and everything is going really great. Elizabeth is being very grateful because the guys had to come up with the date idea. She's thanking him repeatedly, very shocked and very surprised that like the fact that he was able to pull all this off of, I guess, going downstairs and buying a bottle of champagne, but whatever. Um, So she, Elizabeth, starts pointing out how good she looks. Oh my gosh, my hair looked great. I loved my dress. My makeup looks so good. You know, very normal things. So then we see Jamie's face fall and we know it's about to be some bullshit again. And here it is. We were looking through the album when we got home again. And of course, you know, being a bride, I am going to point out myself because that's what
0: most people would do in a photo. All
1: care about is that's not is. <laughs> he called me a materialistic.
0: Go away, Go away. Who
1: calls their wife that? I don't
0: know. I don't want you to hear me right now. You? Yeah, I'm Reason, I don't
1: yeah, Okay. Ugh, okay. <sighs> so they censored the word, but obviously he called her a see you next Tuesday. He called her a cunt because she was admiring her own pictures in her own wedding album. <laughs> People had a lot of mixed feelings over the season about Jamie and Elizabeth, but I have a hard line and I always have. And that is that Elizabeth gets hype and she takes things to a level that she shouldn't. However, Jamie will go behind everybody's back and like whisper mean shit to Elizabeth to get her all antagonized. And he knows that he's doing it. He knows what the reaction is going to be and he keeps doing it and he does it behind people's backs So they don't see, and they only see Elizabeth's reaction and it's so annoying to watch. And I really hope that he sees how he's behaved. Now they are two of the couples. There were four couples this season, they're the two of the couples that actually decided to stay together despite getting in a fight pretty much to the day up to decision day. And the only reason why they didn't get in a fight the night before was because they separate the couples. So they have time to think or whatever. Um, so yeah, fuck Jamie, fuck men who do this and women too. I'll, I'll be an equal, equal opportunity hater right now. <laughs> uh, but yeah, let's move on. All right. Well, Obviously, I had to talk about Darcy. Darcy is from a 90 Day Fiancé. She is probably the mother of the house of 90 Day Fiancé, if we're going to be honest. She has stolen her hearts. She's now in her second relationship. She has been on, gosh, I think this is maybe like her third season of 90 Day Fiancé. We initially met her when she went to Amsterdam to visit her Dutch boyfriend, Jesse. Their relationship was, as you would expect, (laughs) for a, you know, a woman over 40 with two children and a guy who was like 11, um, who thinks he's an alpha male and is a... Uh, I guess he graduated with his psych degree recently, which is (sighs) questionable. Um, I think a lot of people initially felt for Darcy because Jesse was just so overbearing, so rude, so gaslighty of her. I think we were all happy to see her move on to somebody else. Now, did we all think that she was a little bit nutso? Of course, but a lovable nut, Nonetheless, (laughs) Nonetheless, <laughs> um, another important part of Darcy's story that we really didn't see until this season is her relationship with Stacy. Now, we heard a few things here and there. Um, they live together, they are twins, they own a store together. They really, their lives are really entangled in a way that I think grown adult twins don't tend to typically continue on with. Um, I mean, even Tia and Tamara had to take a break, you know? Um, But Darcy and Stacy have a very, I don't even know if you can call it classic, but it's a very, um, you know, till the oldest time we've seen um, competition. There's a lot of jealousy. There's a lot of tit for tat with them. So, Darcy, this season, like we said, meeting Tom, an English guy that she had been speaking to online for a few years, but they just never really got it right. He was seeing somebody, she was seeing somebody, you know, but now they're like trying to make it work, blah, blah, blah. Darcy is a complete love rat. She does not care really what the what I mean, she cares what the guy looks like because we find out that when she meets Tom, he's not exactly who he portrayed himself to be. Tom gave pictures of his best angles, you know, the shot from above so you can't see the double chin, you know, the nice angle so, like, maybe his arm muscles pop out, that sort of thing. We get to him, and he's got a very uh, British Dental story, we'll say that, and he definitely has gained some pounds. <laughs> the filters are no longer there. You see where I'm going. Um, with that being said, Darcy claims that she's in love with him. She's there in England, hoping to get a proposal. Blah blah blah. <laughs> as soon as we get there, we find out that their relationship is not exactly what how Darcy was portraying it. Tom seems to have a much more casual outlook. He definitely seems to want to be with Darcy and, but he's never really been in a relationship. He's been engaged a couple times, but like, he's never really, like, he's kind of a playboy. Not really big on commitment. So for him to do this is kind of a big deal. However, like, literally the first day he tells Darcy, like, oh, you know, like, Darcy's trying to gauge you know like a where are we conversation and Tom is like oh well I told you know like the people you know I'm still seeing people but I told them like during this time I really want to focus on you and where this relationship goes this chick thinks she's getting a proposal and he's fully still seeing people and telling him like we got to pause this and let me just, you know, I got this bitch coming over from America. Let's see what happens. Don't text me in the meantime. Um, so he had planned a romantic trip to Grand Canaria, which is an area where uh, I think it's in Spain, where a lot of people from England tend to travel to. It's like a, you know, beach, gorgeous area. Uh, Darcy, however, has other plans in mind and wants to Go to Albania. Now let me make it clear like I know that Albania is a thing. I know that they wanted to go to Albania. The questioning was... Mm, why are we going there? <laughs> I mean we find out the reason why we're, why she's going there is because Stacy has a fiance. Who is Albanian, and she, while Darcy is in England, happens to be in Albania at the same time. And so Darcy wants to cancel her romantic trip to go to Albania and fight with her sister ultimately. Um, so, this is what we get. They're out at a part, they're out like at the club having dinner, getting drinks afterwards blah 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 trying to have a good time and darcy has a little bit too much to drink and here's what happens
0: so once again i'm getting blamed you know what it, tom made it. a beautiful vacation for me don't
1: bring me into no. this yeah. don't bring me into no. this here no. we go now she's blaming
0: all of us it's not really fair listen to me it's coming here for fun all right it's not for talk and we yeah I just yeah go ahead lauren everybody's taking it out of me everything I- is Tom love you? You love Tom. I don't know Everything.
1: if he does. Well, I don't feel like Shh. he loves me. Yes. What you feel is love is coming for you? No, I, I want to hear it from him.
0: Darcy tell me, Tom, I'm thinking he's not loving me. Is Darcy need to every f- second he need to say, I love you. I love you. I love you to be happy. No, we're best he's, friends, uh, but I me. want more. He's, just trust and believe, Darcy. Is that- no, you okay. need to tell her to stop it. Yeah,
1: I. I... Tell her I'm just her to gonna zip stop it, Corinne. You know, she, right.
0: she just it up all the time. Yeah. yeah. How do I mess everything just up? Just your mouth. Do You just you don't. Why really are not. you being so rude to your sister? I'm sorry. You know, we're here in Albania. It's not a romantic vibe that I thought that it would be. I'm trying to give love and show love, but but then me backs off, so something's not right. Something is not right. Just don't honestly think that loves me back. I don't know. And like it's not fair.
1: Stop. Yikes. <laughs> I am so blessed I've been in a million awkward conversations and awkward situations, but thank the Lord I have never been in a situation where a woman basically is announcing to the group (laughs) that the the dude that she's with does not love her and that she needs love. Wow, 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 (laughs) wow, very clear I mean it's so dark to be in a position where you're in your 40s you're a grown-ass woman with daughters and you still cannot help just be happy for your sister the jealousy and it just makes it all the more clear at this point that she doesn't care about who the guy is it's much like Tanya of this new season of Tanya and Sinjin where he says, I feel like you've already written the story and that I'm just like a character that you're filling in to put in it. Very, very much true. Darcy does not care who, who she's in love with. She just wants the ring. She wants the wedding. She wants this Nicholas sparks kind of life where people are kissing in the rain and like, making large declarations of love. (laughs) Why you're trying to do this with a stiff upper lip English guy who has made it very clear to you that he is a commitment phobe and a, you know, very much interested in taking this relationship slowly to see her just completely melt down to actually pout and be like, Oh, life's not fair for me. It's just like, whew. Take a look in the mirror, ladies, and do not become a Darcy. Obviously, I had to talk about Vanderpump rules. There is no Vanderpump rules if we don't talk talk about the fighting, about the dynamics between friends. And a lot of it that intrigues me is the dynamic between the family because it's kind of like Sex and the City where we don't often get these glimpses into the cast's family lives, their parents, and when we do, it often paints a very clear picture, and this was one of the clearest pictures I have ever seen of a family dynamic and an awful cycle continuing. Um, What we have here is the girls at dinner with their mothers, and here's what we're working with. Stassi and Dana are mother and daughter. Dana, the mother, has basically... Not too far in the past, at a party, openly hit on Bo, who is Stassi's then boyfriend, now fiance, by basically insulting her daughter, hitting on Bo, and telling Bo and Stassi that basically, like, she needed to get in line. That Bo was such a uh, prize that, like, Stassi really needed to keep her shit in order in order to keep him. Yikes. Dana furthers this by, at dinner, complimenting Kristen, who Dana seems to know is on the shit list of Stassi because Kristen has a boyfriend named Carter who, side note, I've said it before and I'll say it again, Carter looked like a Boston Terrier. Let that sink in. You know it's true. Look it up.
0: This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive in June. up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com.
1: This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. As we all know, when it comes to everyone's business, I like to mention it all. But when it comes to mine, I like to keep things a little bit closer to the chest. But that method doesn't always work when it comes to your mental health. And we all need a way to purge and get it out. Therapy is a safe space to do that and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down by learning positive coping skills and all the tools you need to help you be the best version of yourself. Kristen's been having issues with Carter and she's doing something that I think a lot of us have been guilty of is going to your girlfriends about things, complaining, and then ultimately not really doing much about it. And when they confront you, you're like, kind of have an attitude and nothing really gets solved. So Kristen and Saucy are having a little bit of drama because of the frustrations between that. So like I said, they're all at dinner. Here's where the beginning of the fight starts and yeah, just check it out. It's okay. She's stuck in her
0: bitchy place and I hate it and it's making me mad. That's Can we hilarious. photograph that face that no sh but She's it's like... like I'm I I think I I put my hands up. Right now, I'm just going to sit. I just don't get
1: babied, so I can't baby people. No one f***ing babies me.
0: Kristen, what do I do, then, when you come to me with things? I just don't come no. to you with at all. Listen to what you just but said. you're going to calm down and you're going to worse. Worse. feel differently, just like on your birthday. Stop Kristen. Kristen, no, don't. You brought this up. You're just in a really bad mood. I don't yeah. want to talk about anything with you Well, you, right you just now, made so it worse. This is so intense right oh, now. Oh, so it's okay to, like, come at me, but once it gets directed at you, yeah. then it's too intense, and you want to no, go away? No, I Stop being selfish and thinking about themselves and just think about the fact that we are all together. I, don't, I know. I should no, I'm not trying to be a bully, I, I, I'm but sorry, I'm just Mom, No, but I have to feel my feelings and I okay, can't just wait, pretend can I can't. Can you feel them later? No, I'm not like that.
1: I wanted to play a longer version of this clip because. But it, it's hard to translate over audio. But basically, what we see is. Stassi runs to the bathroom crying. We basically see the past and the future happening. Stasi is so uncomfortable with the conversation that she has with her mother that she goes to the bathroom. She starts crying. Dana remains at the at the table. And starts crying. And so the daughters are now comforting Stasi in the bathroom while she's weeping about how awful her mother is, while the mothers are at the table, while Dana's weeping about how she cares so much and how, you know, this is such a disaster. <laughs> so, I mean, it's really, it was truly a tour de force. The Interpump last season, I think we all agree, was not the best, but this was one of, hands down, the most core-shaking scenes of the series, definitely of the season. Wow. Cannot wait for season eight. Now, this clip from Southern Charm maybe isn't technically a fight, but I think it really set into motion a chain of events that really entertained me. Now, I love Southern Charm, and I think that it's popular, but I don't think it gets a lot of attention, which is interesting. Um, the thing that I love most about Southern Charm is... Is we've seen a real progression in the first season. It was sort of centered around these men of means who didn't have to work, based in Charleston, kind of had this Peter Pan syndrome um, because they had old family, <clears throat> old, old <coughs> Southern family money. I think we know where that came from. Anyway, listen, you guys got to put some blinders on to watch TV shows. You know what I mean? Um, but it's sort of progressed into um, these women sort of really coming into their own and taking charge and these men being really stagnant in their lives and not knowing what to do and sort of them kind of like fighting their way through um, realizing that they can't really be misogynistic. They can't really treat these women like crap anymore. And that these women are going to stand up to them. And I think, that was a great, it's a great thing to watch. Now enter Madison. 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 <laughs> <laughs> I am not a, I am not an impersonations person, I'm sorry. But um, we all remember the clip of Austin getting caught cheating on his girlfriend, Madison. She walked in on him with two chicks. They weren't like in the act at the moment, but it was very clear when, you know, Your boyfriends, when everybody is in underwear, you, I think you have to ask questions. We'll just put it that way. Anyway, Madison and Austin have a contentious relationship, um, and nobody hates it more than Shep. Shep is kind of the leader of the show now in the sense that he is now the oldest cast member because, Thomas Ravenel um, got booted from the show for with his um, rape allegations. <laughs> I can't believe I'm even saying these words. And I think I say that every week. Um, but Shep really seems to have a, and this is an ongoing thing, an issue with his friends doing better than him romantically. Shep is a guy who admits to wanting to make the right decisions and really taking it slow. Excuse me. I got a puppy here, um, really taking it slow in terms of like, I don't want to get married. I want it to be the right thing, blah, blah, blah. But he also seems incapable of being able to handle the fact that his friends have relationships. He always wants them to break up. He's constantly hitting on these girls behind their backs. And we have uh, found out that Shep did try to hook up with Madison and they did try to date um, years ago but she rebuffed him basically. So she and Austin have been together for quite some time on and off and Shep cannot handle it. He really wants Austin to break up with her. Um, He's really super invested in their relationship. Yes. Is it toxic? But it's also like, dude, you're 40. Like, please find a hobby. Um, It's, it's weird how invested he gets in these relationships and how invested he is in, them ending their relationships. Um, So they're on a ski trip in Colorado and Shep and Madison get into it. And here's a very short clip of that happening.
0: It's sad that your opinion weighs so heavily on our relationship because to me, it doesn't matter.
1: I deal in facts.
0: You want to know facts? What do you
1: think (laughs) you know about me? I have nothing to hide. Are you sure about that? Now what cuts off at this point is that Madison then uh, admits that she heard from austin that shep had given one of the other girls oh my god is her name danielle danny danny <laughs> the shep had given danny chlamydia danny and shep dated years ago in the very beginning of the show and this was a shock to everybody but Here's kind of the thing. I'm not going to like STD shame anybody. Chlamydia is a very curable thing. It's not herpes. It's not HIV. And even if it was, I mean, I would certainly rather have chlamydia than herpes. That's for damn sure. (laughs) But um, obviously in... Southern society, we have not quite made it there to where STD shaming is not a big thing, Um, especially in a place like Charleston where it's kind of like your reputation means everything, especially as a woman, especially as a woman over 25 who's unmarried, unfortunately, it's like you don't really want to have it out there. I mean, nobody does that you have an STD. I mean... it's, it's a very complicated situation but this what was interesting to me is that we very rarely see people who are willing to take Shep on and when we see that happen especially when it's a woman he cannot handle it he cannot handle it all later in the season he's like why don't you just ever tell her to shut the fuck up Shep has serious issues with women that he needs to go to therapy about and I hope he does, but I, <sighs> yeah, it, it's just very strange. But while I do not appreciate people outing people for having sexual diseases, whether or not they do, Danny and Shep have denied it through and through. Um, however, I do appreciate Madison telling Shep I'm not going to take your BS. I'm not going to let you sit here and talk to me any way you can because you don't have to work. And because he also called her like white trash because she like doesn't live off of her parents, I guess. And had a kid when she was young. But despite the fact that she like is a very successful hairstylist in the area and like does very well for herself. His shaming of women really needs to be stopped. And I am so thrilled that she she actually stood up to him to do it. So shout out to you, Madison. I hope you are on next season. Hold
0: up. What was that?
1: Now, guys, branding out this clips, we're at the dessert. <clears throat> we've had the turkey, we've had the dressing, mashed potatoes, mac and cheese, what have you. Here is the dessert that's going to put you in a restful, blissful slumber of reality TV Thanksgiving. <laughs> um, this last clip is from The Real Housewives of Potomac. If you guys are not familiar with the show, I encourage you, no, I admonish you to. Take your holiday season, take this year, to familiarize yourselves with the ladies of Potomac. It has everything. These women give you everything that Beverly Hills does not, everything that Orange County does not. They give you real drama, real friendships. It's incredible. Real fights, and here's one of the best ones of it all. A lot happened on the season, so I... I'm going to have to set you up. So we have a girl named Ashley. She is married to a restaurateur and real estate developer named Michael. Ashley and Michael obviously came into this season thinking that their storyline was generally going to be about babies. Unfortunately, Ashley had a miscarriage. She has since had a baby But um, we find out that before they filmed, she had had a miscarriage and she and Michael are on the path towards um, trying to have a new baby. Now, this is all well and good, except for Michael has a problem. And that problem is that Michael can't keep his hands to himself since he's been on the show. Since he and Ashley been on the show, he has been grabbing asses, men's asses, to be specific, not that it matters because consent is consent. However, he's been grabbing men's butts left and right, and it came to a fever pitch when he allegedly grabbed the ass of one of the cameramen on the crew while they were filming. They were filming at a um, a rainbow birth, not birth, (laughs) a rainbow shower. Basically, like people have a rainbow baby. It's when they lose a children, a child, and then another child is born after that. So it was sort of like the rainbow after the cloud of, of having a miscarriage. Um, So there was another woman on the cast named, um, (coughs) excuse me, another woman named Monique who had also lost a baby. Um, She is pregnant and this is her party to celebrate the new baby. So at one point they ask, You know, if does anybody want to speak after Monique tells her story and Ashley goes up to speak as she's speaking about her story, Michael gets up, leaves, and this is when we're told that that he like grabs somebody's butt as his wife is talking about having a miscarriage. So... Candace is another cast member. She was at the party. She felt that Ashley's story was very disingenuous. She felt like it was kind of like a uh, charade, just a kind of a ploy to get attention, which I think is an incredibly rude thing to say about a woman who has lost a baby, um, but what have you. So Candace has, and this is very important because it's woven throughout the clip. Candace has a husband who is... Also in the restaurant business, I think he's a manager, but he does cook and he is testing out um, uh, items for his new cookbook. So he invites all the girls over and they're having like a tasting party. So this is what we get into. Ashley has just found out that Candace had been talking behind her back saying that this stuff was like disingenuous and that like Michael was fake crying and blah, blah, blah. So Ashley comes to confront Candace and here is what happens.
0: My husband was lying and, and faking, talking about our miscarriage. Yeah, I felt and I feel as though okay. Michael. Can we get the salad? Tea- first? Right. I want to yeah. eat. But if we're gonna go gonna there for that. Yeah, because Michael, I'm in your home and Michael. You said tears. all these things about me, so I'm like, how am yes, I gonna sit yes, here with this you, elephant in you, the room? The, the elephant's on the table. We can talk about it. Yeah, so, let, so let's address so it. We can talk about it. Yes. I felt like Michael was lying. I feel like Michael was putting on. I feel like for in who? general. For, for who? For, the for the you? For the congregation. For who? For this the was an intimate conversation between me and my husband. And so, why were your eyes peeping over and on at our section in our area? Because you got on the mic. He, you got on the mic. Did you see? Did you see Ashley Michael crying? Mic. Did you see Michael crying? Did all the tears? Did you, you decide, to make, did you you decide to make it? Did you decide to make it your business to watch yeah, yeah, yeah. my husband? I'm gonna just hurry, up and eat. Y'all uh, so. didn't have anything going on over it, there. Doesn't mean he's all in my conversation. You okay, told everybody that Michael was crying. Okay, you told everybody and, Michael was crying. You said that. It can't it, okay, that, that was public and, and. information. But why is it any of your business anyway? Okay, this is my other issue. Lay it away. My issue with you, Ashley, is that you have purported yourself to be in this group, the person We're, we're going to bless the food real quickly. Lord, oh, thank oh, you for oh, all oh, the food on the entire table. Father oh, God, oh, oh, cover man. this with the plate. I, I want to know Jesus. everything. Let us have a great When I ask you for the truth, you want to come and meet with this whole. Mind your business. Candace, are you really... Mind your business. Honestly, Isn't you're telling your me that you know Isn't exactly what my body is feeling? No, I don't. Your, when your mom no, is so taking not care of... Your not. Mama's house you, right you. now. You will not talk about my You, you, in my not, not ruin you your will, not talk, don't, my don't ruin your you will not talk about my Don't your You will not talk about my my mother in my
1: house. child. Mess. Mess, mess, mess. Now, it goes... I have to mention that... You one of Candace's storylines is that her mother financially takes care of her for the most part. They co-own a house, but her mom still pays part of the mortgage, despite the fact that Candace is now married. I think they've since stopped that. But <clears throat> it's a real relationship of Candace and her mother being awfully toxic to each other while also having this financial um, stuff hanging over them it's a very toxic relationship in which they don't get along there is this money thing that makes it complicated it's kind of like her mom enjoys having this financial hold on her because she can kind of keep her in control which is very interesting so when Ashley mentions her mom and the fact that they're in the house that her mom helps pay for Candace loses her mind she at one point takes a butter knife and kind of like half-heartedly throws it at Ashley um her husband has to restrain her at one point he's actually <laughs> literally sitting in her lap to get her to prevent her to like get up and fight Ashley this is one of like if the dinner party from hell is like the epic fight In Beverly Hills. This fight is definitely the dinner party from hell of Potomac. Um, Ashley leaves. She comes back into the house. (laughs) There's a whole big thing where Candace is trying to kick her back out of the house that Ashley has made a big fuss about leaving and then re entered. Um, This is so great because they're both kind of pageant girls. They, um, Ashley brought Candace on the show because they knew each other from the pageant scene and to see their relationship disintegrate is just great. Candace is a wild card. She is a great addition of the show but she is a nightmare. I think if you guys have been keeping up with the Bravo news recently she had gotten into a fight with another cast member Monique, and <clears throat> There, It was a physical arts altercation in which there have been, you know, <sighs> charges pressed and blah, blah, blah. You guys, please, I am begging you guys to watch Potomac before it starts up again. It is such a great show and uh, the perfect ending to this episode. Now, I was going to do some recaps, <laughs> and I think I might do them later this week. Like, please let me know if you want me to, because... I did not watch the season finale. I haven't watched the season finale of Love After Lockup yet, but I really want to talk about it. I heard there was a lot of drama. And also I want to keep up with 90 Day Fiance. So if you guys are interested in hearing that, let me know. I'll probably still do it anyway, (laughs) but just let me know if there's interest. Um, Y'all have a great week. Thank you for listening. Thank me for speaking. Happy Thanksgiving, guys. Thank you in advance for the five-star reviews for anybody who has not done them hint hint and I will catch y'all later bye